Hey everyone, welcome to episode 25 of Something Worth Thinking About. As we go through this Passover season together, as I indicated in yesterday's episode, we will focus on the events that happened almost 2,000 years ago and this very season on our calendar in the days leading up to and following the Passover when Jesus was crucified and raised back to life on the third day. And for our Wednesday episodes, we will continue to hear one of the prayers of Scripture and consider the meaning and message of that prayer for us today. Today's prayer is what I like to call the Lord's Prayer of John chapter 17. It is the prayer that Jesus prayed before going to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray again with his disciples. And this prayer in John chapter 17 is a powerful prayer that we not only can learn from, it is a powerful prayer that we too can pray with Jesus in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. familiar with the prayer that Jesus prayed in the garden while waiting for Judas to arrive with the soldiers in order to arrest Jesus and lead him away to his crucifixion. But there was another prayer that Jesus prayed on this night. He did not pray this prayer in the garden alone. He prayed this other prayer with the disciples while still in the upper room. And we find this truly remarkable prayer in John chapter 17. Unlike the prayer in the garden, it is not short and sweet, focused on just one thing. This other prayer ranges about and hits on some very different, but all incredibly important themes. Today, we want to hear what Jesus said about you and me. I want you to think of a time when you told, uh, when someone told you that they had prayed for you. And I hope that someone has told you this at least once in your life. But if not, I want to remind us, we all need to pray for one another. The Word of God tells us to do this very thing, to pray for one another, and not only for one another, for all of the saints all around the world. So let's do that for one another, and let's let each other know that we are doing this for one another. Reach out to someone and let them know, I prayed for you today, and maybe even include the specific way that you have prayed for them. You could do that by sending them a note. You could do that by sending them a text. You could do that by sending them uh, an email or even making a phone call or just walking up to them the next time you see them. But let's pray for one another and let's let each other know that we're praying for one another. But I want you to know right now, if you don't already know this, that Jesus himself once prayed for you. And we know exactly what he prayed for you because this prayer that he prayed for you was written down in John chapter 17, verses 20 through 23. Jesus has already prayed for the disciples with him in the upper room in this prayer in John 17, and now he turns his attention to you and me. Let's hear what Jesus prayed. My prayer is not for them, the disciples alone. 
I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. I hope you're encouraged by what you're hearing in this prayer. Jesus wants us, his people, everyone who believes in the message of the apostles that Jesus is the Son of God who died for all and was raised again. Jesus wants all of us to be one in the same way that he and the Father are one. Jesus wants us to be brought to complete unity. Jesus in us and the Father in Jesus. When this happens, the world will know that the Father sent Jesus and that the Father loves us as he has loved Jesus. This is Christ's prayer for you and me. It is a beautiful prayer that sets before us the very heart of Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is not a pipe dream. This is God's dream, and God will bring this about. He will. We are told in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 through 10, that God plans to bring everything in heaven and on earth together in Christ. Not just all of the people who hear the message of the apostles and come to faith in Jesus Lord. No, everything in heaven and earth will be brought together in Christ. So join Jesus in praying this incredible prayer of faith and join God in pursuing this amazing hope for a glorious future. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are this very day at work in the world to bring this incredible vision and dream into reality. We, God's people, are called in Christ to join God in this great and noble pursuit. And take note of this. God started this wonderful project of peace and reconciliation with us, that is, with the church. We are already one in Christ, and God has entrusted to us the message of reconciliation, the message of hope and peace for everyone. We must courageously pursue Christ's prayer for the church and God's dream for the world. This is an incredible message of hope for the healing of all the nations. God wants us to know and to believe that the world is on a collision course with heaven. Satan, of course, wants us to believe that the world is headed to hell in a handbasket. Our God has revealed to us through the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord that the world is on a collision course with heaven. God plans to bring everything in heaven 
and earth together under and in Christ Jesus our Lord.